Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michael Reed on LMFM. Friday morning, the 10th of April. Good Friday. Good morning. With much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reed on LMFM. While the World Health Organization has not yet issued any guidelines, we always like to be cognizant of the international best practice in these matters. The general view is that there are many good reasons why the Easter Bunny may not be able to visit households this year. So whether the Easter Bunny arrives or not, celebrate the day, stay at home, and thank you for all your efforts. Government spokesperson Liz Canavan highlighting how it will be a very different Easter this year for children. Easter is, of course, uh, the most important festival in uh, the Christian calendar. It is uh, the celebration of uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it will be a very different Easter this year for Christians right around the world. Let's uh, talk with Bishop Michael Reuter, who's uh, the Auxiliary Bishop of Armand. Very good morning. Morning to you, as always, Bishop Ruter, and thank you for joining us here on the programme this morning, and indeed, Easter good wishes to you. Uh, it will be a very different Easter. What's your message to people this morning? Well, the message to people this morning is, I mean, we're, we're in Holy Week, as you said yourself, it is the most uh, sacred and Holy Week of, of the year uh, in the Christian calendar when we uh, commemorate the death of Jesus, the passion and death of Jesus during these days, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday. Uh, but, uh, you know, today is a somber day, particularly Good Friday is a very somber day as we commemorate uh, the death of Jesus on the cross, where he is stripped of everything, he's robbed of all uh, human dignity and given an excruciating death. So it is a very, very, very somber day, a very quiet day uh, in the church when we reflect on the sacrifice that Jesus made uh, for all of us by laying down his life. Today, I suppose, um, the somber nature that's within the church is kind of reflected to some degree uh, in the, the, the feeling that's out there in the streets beyond the church and in the countryside uh, that people, you know, are, are suffering, are restricted uh, in their movement, uh, restricted on where they can go and what they can do, restricted in enjoying the, the beautiful weather that we've been uh, thankfully having over the last uh, number of uh, weeks. And also, there's a very, very real suffering that we have to remember today of the people who have COVID-19, particularly the people who are in ICUs, the people who are struggling uh, to, to, to survive, 
and also their families at this time as well. It must be just the most incredible situation for them where they know that their, their, their family member is very ill and yet they can't actually go to visit them physically in a hospital. And also there are a number of families, unfortunately, that have suffered the death, the loss of uh, a loved one in the past uh, few weeks, mm. uh, whether it was from COVID-19 or other natural causes. And, and not being able to, to celebrate uh, the, the funeral in the, mm. sort of the normal way, the, the way that we, we're so used to here in our culture here in Ireland, and which uh, provides such support. It's terribly uh, hard, isn't it, Bishop? Really, mm. really terrible. So mm. there's a real feeling today on Good Friday, I suppose, that we're, we're in touch mm. with the, the, the essence of the pain and suffering of Jesus Christ. It, um, it really is terribly hard point, for people. Uh, Michael, please. No, I'm sorry. That, mm. uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't end on Good Friday. I mean, Good Friday will pass, and we look forward to the, the celebration of Easter, uh, the celebration of resurrection and of new life. And that's the hope that we have as Christians. And it's the hope that we have on this, during this particularly awful time for people, uh, that there will be a resurrection, that there will be a uh, new life again. OK, thank you, Bishop, uh, for uh, that statement. And uh, I apologise for cutting across you. But uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I was just thinking when you were talking about burials in particular, it's very hard to lose somebody. Uh, and uh, the rituals that we go through are very important uh, and a very important part of healing. And it is a, a very hard thing for people now uh, to say goodbye to people uh, in such an unusual way. Uh, are you finding it hard yourself, all of this? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a very stressful time in, ma- in many ways because, I mean, we, we've no precedent for this before. Uh, you might have to go back right back to the, the famine, perhaps, to get something fairly similar. Have you any thoughts on why it's happening? Do you think it, it might be that God is angry with the world? No, I, I, I never believe. I never believe that. I never believe that. It's not the will of God that this would happen to us. But God gives us free will. And sometimes we use that free will for good. Sometimes we don't use it for, for good. Mm. And there's a possibility that perhaps the way that we have treated our environment and mm. nature over the years has, has forced these situations to happen and happen on a more regular um, occasions, you know. So Yeah, well, it is so, terrible to look past the sickness and the death because that's what we're living uh, with uh, at the moment. But it is also hard not to wonder uh, if it is some sort of rebalancing of uh, the way we've been living our, our lives. A, a reduction in the global population undoubtedly would benefit the earth and to the way that we've been living uh, as humans on the earth has been destructive. Well, I think there's a certain rebalancing in a sense, all right, yes. I think uh, the way, like, I mean, <laughs> there, there's room for many more human beings on, on this earth. It, it's uh, well known that uh, we could easily feed up what we have at the moment, 12 billion people at least. You know, so th- that's not an issue, and people will try to make an issue out of that. It's just it's how it's the unjust structures that we have in place, perhaps, uh, that are, are pushing our, our poor people to the margins all the time, and, and their starvation and hunger that should not be in today's world. Just mm. should not be. And, and all of those things... Uh, are causing, you know, the way we're treating our environment, the way we're treating the, uh, the Amazon in particular, um, which is so essential for the, for the life and the health of the, of the planet, uh, 
you know, these are things that we have to reflect on. We have to reflect on how we operate as a society. And I think this is giving us an opportunity perhaps to do that and to see how we're going to be able to, to change in the future so that we treat mm-hmm. our environment, we treat our world with more respect. And we have a, a civic duty uh, to protect ourselves and protect others. We have a moral duty to do that as well. Uh, I'm sure you'd agree, Bishop Bruter, and uh, the way we're told to do that is to stay at home unless it's absolutely essential. Uh, what would you say to people who believe that Easter is a time to celebrate their faith and come together to do that? Well, yes, unfortunately, that has been the, the, the issue for us for the last uh, four weeks or so. Uh, that we've been unable to do that as a community because we we have great stock uh, in the Catholic Church on the community and the communal gathering. The Eucharist is about the communal gathering. It's about the gathering of people together. And Jesus becomes present in a very real way in that gathering. But the absence of that uh, sort of, of, of um, gathering doesn't mean that ministry can't still happen. Uh, I think we have to set aside a lot of our, you know, uh, our desires, our wants, our thoughts, our feelings at this particular time, and do what is best for the the, the common good. I'd and, like uh, to read a, a message uh, to you that has come into us uh, this morning, uh, and probably asks the question uh, that I wanted to put to you in a way that is far better than I could have phrased it. It comes from somebody who doesn't want to be identified, and they say. My mother-in-law and father-in-law should be cocooning. But as the churches are open, my mother-in-law still goes down there every single morning to listen to the rosary or the novena, not sure which, but I've spoken to her about it and would obviously like to remain anonymous, but we are worried as her family. Personally, I feel places of worship shouldn't be open for any reason as older people are tempted to pop in, which means leaving their house. I've told her about online resources And she is quite tech-savvy, but apparently that's not the same. My father-in-law is 72 and out every single day too. I've seen many older people too, so I I feel it's an issue that needs to be addressed. Uh, And uh, this caller has asked us uh, to ask you to maybe address it for uh, his parents-in-law or her parents-in-law. I'm not sure if it's a a man or woman. Uh, And I suppose uh, the topic in general, uh, Bishop. Yeah, I appreciate that. I understand that. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, organized within the churches when the churches are open. Uh, So there shouldn't be anyway, and there shouldn't be anything that would attract people to come in, except those who might be out uh, for their social walk within, their exercise within two kilometers of home, that they could possibly call in for quiet prayer. And it's interesting that the, the, the... the government in, in, in Britain, that they said that churches should remain open as much mm. as possible for um, for solitary prayer. And that is what our uh, message is. And that certainly nobody over 70 who should be cocooning should be out in the first place and it should not be in the church. We're living through hard times, uh, as we've been discussing, uh, Bishop Bruter, uh, but uh, maybe not uh, as hard as uh, the times people will uh, experience in other countries, particularly in countries in Central America, South America and uh, across Africa. What are your thoughts on that this morning? Yes, well, uh, I mean, we, we try our, our best to, to have those who are, who are in the third world, particularly at this time of the year, uh, we, we have... Um, always had the focus on the Tokra Lenten campaign. 
and uh, that has been a major church effort to to bring in resources to to help those who who are less fortunate in the world. So that continues. That campaign campaign continues. Now we don't have the the, the churches open for mass or whatever, so the people can bring in their contributions to Toker or the Toker boxes. But we would ask people to hold on to those, to hold on to their Toker boxes uh, until this emergency is passed, or if they are tech savvy, to, to go online and uh, to go on the Toker website and uh, to to make a contribution online. Okay. Well, as you say, uh, you don't have to leave the house uh, to take part uh, in mass uh, mass is on the television and it is on the radio and on easter sunday of course uh, as is uh, the case every sunday on lmfm mass will be broadcast just after the nine o'clock news and i understand uh, that the mass this week will come from the church in mel in drogheda and that will be broadcast in full after nine o'clock and uh, i know that a lot of people uh, are quite happy uh, with getting mass that way and there are other ways of course on the internet uh, and so on can i just say thank yes. you to uh, to lmfm for providing that that service uh, over the years for so they have done so i think for over 20 years and it never was more needed than now i mean i said the, the first mass after the the lockdown came into to place on lmfm uh, in in castle bellingham uh, so it was very you know it was a great opportunity to to, to speak to people and to uh, to try and get a message across so i, I really want to thank yourself and, and all the staff in LMFM uh, for facilitating that. Of course, there's mass available on RTE as, as well every day. And there's a huge uptake in webcams uh, in churches. I think perhaps maybe about nearly 25% of, of churches and cathedrals around the, uh, the country have webcams at this stage. Uh, so there's lots of services happening behind closed doors there, which people can tap into. Uh, in our own diocese, we, we have um, the Archdiocese on Facebook and also the Archdiocese uh, website and also a new website that we set up this year, uh, which is www.armapraise.com. And it was specially for what was to be a year of prayer and reflection uh, in our diocese and actually has, has turned out to, to be very suitable to what has actually happened in the sense that, you know, it's reflecting on on, on our life as a church uh, within the diocese, and we're praying about that in terms of planning for the future. So there's lots of resources on that. I would encourage people to, to go on that website and uh, to, to, to look at the various different resources and how they can celebrate these mm. days, these sacred days at home, and particularly with, with young people and, and with families, with children. Uh, the sort of things that they can can do in the home place. Best Easter wishes uh, to you, Bishop Bruter, and thank you very much indeed for Harry, joining us on this well most unusual Good Friday morning. Sorry, Michael. Can I just say as well that you know, yesterday, last night, I, I talked in my sermon at the, the Mass um, of the Lord's Supper on service, and there are so many people giving tremendous uh, service uh, around uh, the country at the moment. Uh, like our shop assistants, uh, Gardaí, people who are keeping the electricity and uh, telephones and Wi-Fi going <clears throat> at the moment. So I want to thank them, especially because they, the sacrifice they're making are helping us to cope with this situation. Thank you indeed for joining us this morning. Bishop Michael Reuter, the Auxiliary Bishop of Armagh. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.